bloody freezing this morning. First frost? First full frost. Yeah, it looks great out there. It's like um, childhood memories of crispy grass and, you know. I haven't even ventured outside yet. It's bloody freezing. (laughs) And cue all the messages about heating, I would imagine. I think we've already had one, haven't we, from Eaton House about the uh, heating or the flats cold and what have you. So it's that season now. It is. I mean, it doesn't seem that long ago that we were trying to buy fans. I know. One thing rolls into the next pretty quickly in this game, doesn't it? Someone was saying B&Q do do... um, a small unit, it's not that expensive, that acts as a fan and then reverses into a heating yeah. unit. I think we definitely need to look for that. I yeah, can't imagine it's the most climate-friendly device of all time. But anyway, uh, we had a nice meal with friends last night, didn't oh, we? Oh, it was so we nice haven't... to catch up with them. It was lovely. Yeah, friends from uh, a previous life, I guess you would say. But yeah, um, yeah that uh, we haven't caught up with for a while. Cooked a nice slap-up meal, had the oh, fire going. job. It was lovely. Um, so it was really nice. Uh, it was nice to catch up and almost nice not to have to talk about serviced accommodation and, uh, you know, horrible guests and linen oh, and <laughs> maintenance and everything else. Just strange though, isn't it? Because, you know, when you catch up with people um, that are not involved in what we do, like some in some ways it's really nice and in some ways it's difficult because they'll never relate to... But I, don't you find that's the case all the time. I find that because quite a lot of my friends um, that I've known for a very long time don't work anymore. Mm. And I, they they find it very hard to relate to how busy I am. Mm. Um, it's the constancy of it, isn't it? They don't. So it's very difficult for them to relate. You know, you might mention, oh, we, we've had this leak issue or we've had this guest doing that. And they're sort of interested, but they'll never truly grasp what headspace that occupies mm. for us and, and how bit. And that's not a bad thing. It's difficult sometimes because, you know, and that's why I think sometimes it's good to be part of a community and to yeah, be able to, you know, we've got a, a, an episode today, haven't we, where we catch up with uh, with a host on our At Your Service feature. And, and I think it's nice sometimes just to get together with other people yeah. in the industry and just have a moan. But equally, it's also nice sometimes to catch up with people who've got nothing to do with short-term rentals. Yeah, and just forget it, yeah. park it for the evening and... You we know, didn't talk about it at all, did we? No, we were kind of like, yeah, you don't want to know about our problems. And, you know, you park it and, and you just have a just a general chat. Yeah. So, yeah, it is interesting. But, um, yes, the, the, the rest of the world will find it very difficult, I think, to relate to the day-to-day of what it takes to run a short-term rental business. And that's what this podcast is all about, I guess. Hopefully it's cathartic for some people listening because it's a little bit like having a chat with us, I guess. Yeah, and also it's so nice to appreciate that what you see on social media, oh, Caroline and Mark are doing this, they're doing that. Oh, wow, this is fantastic. And then you think, yep, I listened to the last episode Mm. of the podcast. I know it's not all shiny pennies and fun. No, not at all. Um, You know, and I think... You know, one of the things we want to achieve with the podcast is that we are truly giving it to everybody, warts and all. And yeah. um, sometimes I wonder whether we give it too much warts and all. But um, it's real life, isn't it? It's what yeah. happens. It's what goes into running a business like this. So, um, but you know what's become kind of like the unofficial tagline of this podcast: never a dull moment. Mm. One dull moment would be nice, wouldn't it? Yes. Just, just every now and then, <laughs> just one dull moment would yeah. potentially be be very- nice. A very good friend of mine once said to me, he said, Caroline, 
there is nothing wrong with normal. Mm. I get bored very easily, so I don't want too many dull moments, but one dull moment every now and then would, 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 wouldn't would go amiss. No. Um, so we have got a huge amount to share with you in this episode, probably more than we can actually squeeze into one episode, but we'll do our best. Um, we are dealing with some despicable guests again who will stop at nothing to get a few quid back in their pockets mm. as a refund. Um, we have an We've had an eye-watering week of maintenance issues at some yeah. of the properties. Eye-wateringly, uh, cost-wise. Eye-wateringly, water being the operative word. Um, and we speak to the amazing Cara Shardlow at Yorkshire Coast Holiday Lets in another edition of At Your Service. So, should we get started? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's go. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Winship. And my name is Caroline Winship, and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course with our team. We couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure, though, there is never a dull moment. Well, you can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Serviced Podcast. Are we going with the Secret Serviced Podcast or Secret Serviced Podcast? I guess it's been a while since we've had to deal with some truly horrendous guest behaviour. I don't think we've had too much since the summer, really, have we? But this no, is we've had a bit of a lady. we've had a bit of a week of it this week, though, haven't we? Oh God, I can't believe some people. I I genuinely have moments where I actually hate our guests. Should I say that? No, you can get it out if you want. You shouldn't say it because let, let's remind ourselves that the vast majority of our guests are lovely and pass either without. Comment yeah, I have said that. Or, I'm going to take that out. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, unfortunately, we, we also seem to deal with the dregs of society. And again, yeah. that's probably not a politically correct and then, comment. And then but... that's unfair, isn't it? Because we had the most delightful guest last night who actually reaffirmed my faith in human yeah, nature. Yeah, we'll get on to that because that's all part of the drama that we were dealing with over the last couple of days. But so, God, where do we start? Um, we had a guest stay at Eaton House a month ago now. This is yep. why this sort of came out of the blue. Um, stayed a month ago. Um, I, I'll give a bit of the overview, but you might need to fill in some mm. of the details. I think you were dealing with this one actually while we were in Dubai, wasn't it? Yeah, it was I think. when Jenna was on maternity leave. So a guest stayed um, at a room in Eaton House and we received complaints on a number of occasions from the room next door saying there was lots of loud noise and shouting throughout the night that went into the next morning to the point where um, that guest refused to stay for the second night of their stay. And yeah, and we've had to credit them another night. We had to incur the cost of effectively, yeah, I don't think we had to source some alternative accommodation, but we've had to credit them and, and, and offer them a free night stay um, in, in the future to sort of appease them on that front. Um, anyway, so we had these complaints. Um, I can't remember which came first in this case, whether we alerted Ian, our maintenance man, to the fact we'd had these complaints or whether he was at the hotel anyway. I've got a feeling he was at the hotel anyway. We're trying to sort out something. Yeah. And he, um, so anyway, he, he knocked on the door, um, as you would do, hearing lots of noise and commotion in the room, um, primarily just to check everything was okay and to see if he could offer any kind of assistance. And um, I think he opened the door to find that there were four or five people in this room. And this is our smallest room this is our, now. It's, it's, a double, a room. it's a double bedroom with a bathroom. It's, it's a very small room. Um, anyway, 
Uh, I don't think anything really came from that, uh, but he did obviously alert us that there were there were lots of people in the room, and uh, we then had to tackle with the guests the fact that we'd had noise complaints, etc., which you were handling while we were away in yeah. Dubai, and that it was ended, kind of the end of it, it ended wasn't it? On a very friendly note, they asked if because um, it was a, a the, we dealt with the daughter on the guest comms, and she asked if her mum could stay in the lobby. Uh, while she waited for a taxi for a flight because it was raining outside, it was horrible weather and she didn't have anywhere to go. And I said, yeah, that's absolutely fine, not a problem. And that, that was the end of that. That, that was Until the end of yesterday that. when we get a message from Jenna saying, Callan, I got this lady who... Well, Je- I mean, Jenna, uh, bless her, uh, yeah. got a barrage of messages, no exaggeration, WhatsApp messages from this guest screaming and shouting over WhatsApp, demanding a refund, um threatening legal action like within the hour how she thought she would get a solicitor on a saturday i'll never know but anyway we didn't chose not to call her out on that one um very aggressive very bullying demanding a refund just for context here and i know 100 pounds is a lot of money for a lot of people 107 pounds that's what we're talking about we're not talking about thousands of pounds here you know i know yeah i'm not sort of you know saying that that's not a lot of money for people but just to put it into context, that's what we're talking about. It was a one night stay, 107 pounds. And um, yeah, very threatening, uh, very insistent, a real barrage of, of pressurizing, coercive yeah. messages from the guests saying, if we don't give them a refund, if we don't do X, Y, and Z, then um, not only will she leave a shocking review, but she's going to take legal action, etc. Anyway, it all came. So she had mentioned, so rewind a little bit. She mm-hmm. had mentioned when we got the original noise complaint that she's got, and I'm using her words here, a disabled son. Yeah. And that was the cause of the noise. Fine. Um, we never, we, you know, we said, okay, absolutely understand that. Never sort of um, made that part of the the complaint or anything else. In fact, I don't think we've ever mentioned it once. She kept bringing it back to my disabled son, my disabled son. Now, on a side note, had she let us know that they had specific requirements, then we could have offered them a much more suitable room, much more spacious. We've got wet room, bathrooms. We've got the works at Eaton House. Couldn't actually be a better property for them to stay at. And they probably chose the worst room, Mm -hmm. although they wouldn't know that. Um, Probably on price. Well, yeah. But anyway, if we'd have known, is all I'm saying, we would have been prepared and we would have known. Anyway, so this kept keeps getting dropped into conversation, you know, we're acknowledging it, but it's it's just not relevant. And in fact, I maintain to this day, if you like, that the cause of the noise actually, certainly in the morning, was the fact there were five adults in the room. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't, it's, you know, there's a reason why we have that maximum capacity. Anyway, so you probably know where this is going. The messages start to take a turn. Once we explain that we're not, initially explain we're not able to provide a, a refund. In fact, we've incurred costs due to a, their behaviour. Yeah, and also, it's not just that. If we refunded them £107, that would not be us break even because we have the cost of the linen, which is about, what, £35 to yeah. do. We have the cost of the clean, which we don't recoup totally. So... Oh we yeah, it's, it's a loss. Even. It's a huge loss. Well, not yeah. huge loss, but it's a loss. Oh, and if across you do that, the, the amount of times that people are now beginning to ask for refunds. Yeah, there's people who know how to play the game here. And, I, and think. I think it's thinking about this. Yes, it's almost like we we need to have a policy about we just don't bow down to these now because 
you know, with the cost of living crisis, you're, you, we're almost thinking people are think this is an easy tack. You know, they put something on chat GTP. How do I get a refund off this? Boom, in it goes. And it's almost like, no. GPT. Yeah, I'm a bit stressed. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's just all, it's wrong. So but we're wrong. we were faced, we are faced with the dilemma that I'd imagine hosts all over the country are faced with on a regular basis is the instinct to to fight this, to stand up for yourself and to uh, not allow yourself to be bullied by guests versus just get rid of them. Just get rid of them. Just, it's not even worth it for £107. The the stress that it's causing, Jenna, who's probably replying to all these messages with a baby in her arms and, you know, the stress that it's caused us over the weekend, it's really not not worth it but that is a real dilemma because I, I i end up torn as to which way to go with it because my instinct is definitely to to stand my ground uh, and everything else but yeah so anyway as i said you probably see where this is going they th- start throwing the disability card around you know um how can you uh, you know, not give a reefer, you're discriminating against our disabled child. I mean, we have literally not in a single message ever mentioned their disabled son or, or, or anything. And, and neither did the original complaint from the other guests, because how would they have known? Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's really disappointing and, and actually quite shocking that I feel like someone is prepared to play the card. Use their child. Yeah, to, to, to actually use the disability card in order to leverage for financial gains. Yeah. And and I'm I wouldn't say that lightly. Um I wouldn't accuse anyone of that lightly, but that there can be no other explanation. And I wouldn't be surprised, not that we'll ever know, I wouldn't be surprised if these people have a track record of, of yeah. doing that at different places. Um I mean, at the end how do we even know? Like this they was could have just had a party and not had a disabled. This was never verified ultimately was it it's not like ian said actually yes they've got a disabled child or whatever i i mean i'm sure they have i'm not accusing them of complete fabrication but you don't know do you i wouldn't put it past people at the moment um anyway they leave us a one-star review um which um was was a, a, a piss tape review because it wasn't even a serious review it was completely vindictive in the sense that even where they had the opportunity to write about the negatives they just put nothing in fact i put i think they put nothings um and um yeah so it, it was just uh it was another pressurizing tactic so as we've done previously um this uh has gone straight to booking.com um with copies of all of the messages that we received from the guests threatening uh legal action and x y and z and we we await to hear back from booking.com this was only this is hot off the press this was yesterday um as to whether they're going to support us they have supported us uh once in the past when we've had a similar incident and they removed the review i'm hopeful they will do the same i actually feel like we've got a stronger case this time than we did last time yeah. i think um, and also at the back of my mind i think really are these one night stays worth it because it's always the one night stays. that's the only thing i was thinking about this when i was um you know uh, making some notes for the podcast this morning and i was thinking you know normally we have learnings from these things and you go well maybe we could have handled that differently maybe we need to change this process maybe did. and in this instance i really couldn't think of anything this was such you know our team handled it perfectly jenna was brilliant ian was was professional and, and friendly I mean they couldn't have handled it any better um, and I am 100% confident that all these accusations of discrimination it's just nonsense and it's just an invention um, 
the, the only thing I can think of is that is is actually you know we have a, a a a policy if you like at the moment that we allow one night stays within seven nights, um, and again the vast majority of those do pass without incident, so we can't sort of I, we have to factor this in. But you are right in that the vast majority of the issues do come from those one night stays. Is that fair? I don't know. I don't know, actually. Uh, we need some systematic way of assessing this, mm. I think, is to actually look at whether that's true and so that we don't make a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. That's um, one for the VAs. Yeah, potentially. Mm. So, um, yeah, so we were dealing with that one. And that was hot off the back of um, a horrible review of the coach house of it's all places. It's like one extreme to the other, isn't it? One of our beautiful management properties. So this was uh, a review of the, the beautiful coach house, mm, which is a property that we manage in the South Downs, wasn't it? Yep. Um, it's it's just stunning. Um, and they did acknowledge that it was stunning on several occasions. But the, the other side of this is that um, the, the, the lovely Lucy, who owns the property, um, goes to the ends of the earth to She's offer an amazing welcome pack. It, I mean, we've stayed actually at the property mm -hmm. ourselves and you get a, a freshly home-baked Victoria sponge. She makes herself and it's just lovely. A she bottle of wine, some, some local food. snacks. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's lovely what she does and she puts heart and soul into it. So it really, it's a kick in the teeth for us but it's particularly i think a kick in the teeth mm. for for her and uh, and her husband when they get a review like this which um is almost worse than the eaton house one in a way because this review was actually serious as in they weren't trying to do this to try and get a refund or anything they, mm. they, they were genuinely you know, they left a two-star review on airbnb which is just mind-blowing really when they've acknowledged that the property was exquisite the location is amazing now their issues were so, so one of the main issues was the fact that um uh they they felt the linen wasn't of high enough quality and yeah. thread count um, I mean, we're talking, don't get me wrong, we do advertise the property as being luxury, but we're, I feel like we're talking another level of privilege here. You only have to look at their, um, what do you call it, their, their icon on their profile. You know, I think this, this young lady clearly thinks she's some kind of influencer who stays at lots of luxury properties and, and, um, and probably thinks that people actually want to hear what she has to say. Um, so... Yes, they criticised the linen of not being high enough quality. Um, somehow that amounted to a two-star review. And also they were highly critical of the complimentary mm. wine. Is it wine or champagne? Champagne. The complimentary champagne that is left as part of the welcome pack. Yeah. They, they were critical of that because um, of the fact that the coach house actually backs on to the famous Hambledon um, uh, winery. What am yeah, I? Vineyard. Uh, vineyard. <laughs> vineyard. Um, and um, the, 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 the wine supplied wasn't from the vineyard. Now, Hambledon Vineyard is very famous. They do some amazing English wines that's known the but world they do over. start at £40 a bottle. Yeah, I mean, it's just not viable. Um, it's just not viable. It'd be a lovely thing to be able to do. And, you know, we made it very clear that we do offer discounted experiences. We have a partnership with the vineyard, yeah. um, which you're pursuing, aren't you, at the uh, moment, yeah, again, yeah. for things like weddings and that kind of thing. But we do have that, and that's exclusive to our guests. Um, but we... The, the wine and the champagne that's provided for free is not from the vineyard mm. and uh, they were highly critical of that that the free champagne i keep stressing from the a word very free high end supermarket 
I mean, it's just another level. And so basically, because they didn't feel that the, the linen was of high enough quality and their, um, the wine was not from the local vineyards, they gave it a two-star review. I mean, really? what more can you say, really? Um, so I guess the learnings from this one, not the learnings as such, but um, I, I feel quite um, happy at the way that we have responded to this and yeah. the way we've kept the, the management owners in the loop with yeah. what's going on. Because what I explained to them, actually, there's a process here now. I have already drafted my reply to that review. At the same time, we have asked um, Janet to, uh, sorry, Danielle to contact Airbnb with regards to this review because actually there are some coercive elements to it. They did previously ask for some money back because mm-hmm. of the fact they didn't like the quality of the linen um so we are going to pursue that with them but equally i've i've asked the owners to manage their expectations on that front i'm not overly confident airbnb will remove this review in which case we then deploy my reply and what i explained to the owners is that um in a sense it helps us that she left such a ridiculously low score. Mm. I know that sounds stupid, but when it stands out so obviously from all the others, which are five star, five star, five star, two, five, it's very easy for us through our reply to make that review and let's be honest, make that person look slightly ridiculous. So I think that's probably played into our hands in the grand scheme of things. Because you're very good with the reviews, aren't you? You you pull out all the the positives that they did leave and they did leave some positive comments and you know the way you structure the response to their review is brilliant because you just as you said you um, pull out on the positives and you say things like had you alerted us to this at the time we could have addressed this you know and everything else like that so I, I, I definitely think that the way that you respond to guest reviews is hugely important as a host and I know from speaking to friends that when they go to stay in properties, they not only read the reviews, but they read the guests, uh, they read the host's response, because that's who we're talking to, really. We're not really talking to the guests that left the review. We're communicating with future, future 100%. Future that, that's what you have to bear in mind. And the number of times that I see replies to reviews from hosts, you think, oh, my God, you sound so defensive and you sound so, like, mm-hmm. combative and... Don't get me wrong, like I know your instinct is <laughs> is to really turn this into an argument, but you have to remember that the only reason that you're doing this now is to, yes, fight your corner, but also to make sure you think, what points do I want to bring out here that will be relevant to other other potential future guests that are reading this? Um, I, I actually think, you know, there is an art to this, and I think we have to a certain extent crack the code on oh, this yeah, I, th- yeah, I think definitely. we're quite good at it so maybe that's a, a service that the podcast could offer if anybody is struggling has had a review that they're that they're particularly incensed about um you ping it across you know send yeah. it to us on instagram send i'm it more to than magic mark i'm more, <laughs> I'm more but I'm, no honestly i'm more than happy to help and to um to to sort of give some pointers to how we might reply to it um if that helps and you can adapt it for your own purposes so yeah by all means Ping it over on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast, and we're more than happy to have a look at it because it's not easy. It's not easy. No. And my, my one piece of advice would be, well, I've got better at this. I don't necessarily need to do this now, but um, is to sleep on it, um, okay. not not make a knee-jerk reply because I think we all know what we would like to say if we had the opportunity.
It's time for another edition of At Your Service. We are delighted to welcome the brilliant Cara Shardlow from Yorkshire Coast Holiday Let's to the podcast. Cara launched Yorkshire Coast Holiday Let's just before COVID hit, but despite all of the challenges that the pandemic threw at the hospitality industry, she has pushed through and now operates 21 beautiful units across Whitby and Scarborough. Hi, Cara. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hi, Mark. Hi there, both of you. Um, yeah, good. Bit of a You've had a stressful morning. morning there, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> you've just been telling us about that. Why don't you tell us what's been going on for you this morning? Because I think, you know, if there's ever an insight into the world of being an SA host, this is it. I think. Oh, God. Yeah, no, woke up to um, lots of, well, cancellations and um, messages that had been sent out to guests on Airbnb. Basically, I think I've been hacked and oh, no. all the guests, uh, future guests had got a message saying Airbnb have changed their policy. We need you to go in and alter your payment method. Click on this, oh, link, no. add your details. And so yes. some guests then cancelled. Others actually one clicked on the link and went right. to pay and then realised it was fake. So he was on the phone to Airbnb till two o'clock this morning, apparently. What a nightmare. What an absolute oh, yeah so I woke up at um six o'clock this morning I was straight on the phone to Airbnb who haven't been that helpful to be honest so uh yeah. it's all very well people saying that you shouldn't look at your phone first thing in the morning it's but god imagine happy. if you if we're hosts imagine yeah. if, you, if you don't look at what's been going on you know in the middle of the, the night yeah the six hours <laughs> that you've been asleep yeah absolutely oh that's a shocker what a nightmare so you, you've been on to Airbnb support have you got much uh much support from them uh no she was adamant I'd sent these messages out so uh I did get a little bit it's not often I raise my voice but I just raise my voice and she's like yeah okay we'll do it but um but yeah she's they've not been I've not heard anything back I've sent all the messages I've sent the what the guests have been through as well so uh but yeah unfortunately some of the guests that cancelled have already rebooked to the places because it was over Christmas so um oh no that's really frustrating um so oh uh, that's hideous i think they lose trust though don't they and obviously well, you can't blame them can you out, no it's just one of those things it's yeah. uh yeah very frustrating for you and frustrating that you don't get the support that you need from uh yeah. from airbnb because you would have thought that um i'm not saying that sort of thing is commonplace in, in fact it's one of the first times i've heard of it but we're all fairly familiar with how uh you know how frequently we're you know we're, mm. we're we're receiving i get these text messages all the time about yeah. royal mail parcels and yeah. stuff like yeah. that you know yeah. um and it's so tempting when you're so busy and you're rushing around just to click on it and put oh, your details in and i have done it yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Done i have fallen for it yeah. yeah oh well well that's not the start to the day that you need it's funny we were just talking jumping on before we uh we started recording we were talking about the way that we deal things Do you, are you friends with cara on facebook i don't know if you are are you um, yes, I see all your lovely pictures with the horses and everything else. And I'm like thinking, oh, I'd really like to do that. <laughs> yeah, but Cara does lots of crazy stuff to deal with her stress, I think. She she swims in freezing cold seas well, off, the, off the Whitby coast. And... Oh, so I've got, I'm doing a challenge for um, November for Young Lives V's Cancer in memory of my little cousin. And um, uh, it's three degrees out there right now. And I've got to get out. I mean, even just walking out in my costume outside yesterday was bad enough. And then I had to get into this freezing. Oh, I've seen that and I've got, oh my God. So what is the challenge? <laughs> what do you have to do? 
So you've got to spend at least two minutes in cold water um, every day in November for this um, charity. So actually, I've done really well. I only thought I'd a, I asked for a hundred pounds. You know, that was my total, and I've gone. I'm nearly at seven hundred now. So people have obviously feeling sorry for me. Is it? Um, what's the link that? Is it a just giving page? Yeah, it's on my Facebook. Oh, when I can yeah, we'll pop it in the show notes oh, and then people you. listen to this yeah. can uh, can have a look as well. Yeah, that's that's bonkers. I don't think you're a great talker about sea swimming, aren't you? Caroline yeah. always talks a good game, but it never actually happens. No, I've got a wetsuit spin out <laughs> once. Yeah, well, I don't wear a wetsuit. I will go. I, I love sea swimming. It's completely different sat in a tub in my garden. I'm not going to lie. We we did actually get back in the sea last weekend and it was, oh, it's just magic. And all year round with ice on the floor and then you're getting in with your costume. Just I, I'm time. sorry. I just I love it. Yeah, I can't get my head around. I'd that. imagine it's very like grounding, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's kind of like. I feel the fear and do yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. like you're probably not thinking about much else at the time, so it yeah. kind of clears. Oh, your you're head in the moment. Head. Yeah. <laughs> well, to see me get into the sea in a Mediterranean environment is painful enough, but yeah. to see me do it in the UK in the it is an honestly, I would recommend it. It is amazing. It's and if you told me a few years ago I'd be doing this, I get so cold. Um, being out sat outside teaching horse riding and everything, I hate the cold. So, yeah. but I love it. it's addictive. Well, thank you for so much for giving us some time because yeah, I know you're dealing with this um, with this drama that you've got going on in Airbnb, so we won't keep you too long. But um, And also, given that, it might be difficult for you to focus on some of the positive things about uh, being uh, being a host at the moment. But um, we always like to ask two questions to our, to our guests. And the first one is, what is your favourite thing about being uh, a short-term rental host and manager? Um, I think my favourite thing is getting the units set up especially my own units I probably would love to be an interior designer really um and I just yeah I love that bit planning the units and getting those set up and then when the first guests come in and say wow you know and um so that's that's the bit I really enjoy so you're a frustrated interior designer probably yeah I like that. It's funny. I like the creative side of things. I I really enjoy that as well. Well, I enjoy the ones where you can add your creative spin to. uh, So like Little Haze. And in fact, we were thinking, I think we've got more adventure. Well, you've always been adventurous, but I've kind of hindered your creative spirit a little bit. But with Meadow Cop, the one by the sea, we've, we've been quite... Vanilla, vanilla is perhaps the wrong phrase. It's a little bit muted, isn't it? We're we're wondering whether or not actually we need to give it a bit of a revamp to give it a bit of a push again, because I think, you know, the the industry moves quickly, doesn't it? And, you know, guests' expectations of what they're looking for have have moved on, even in the relatively short time that we've all been doing it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When when I first set out, I mean, my parents used to have a holiday um, in in Robin Hood's Bay, actually, years ago. And it was all secondhand furniture that, you know, had been taken out of their house they didn't want. And and actually, it's really important, isn't it, I think, now to stand out on those OTAs and um, and have yeah. something that's a little bit more special, really. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. It is always interesting talking to other hosts because everybody seems to like different things about the process. Because equally, I know I've spoken to plenty of people who would say, oh, they hate the setup bit and having to do all of the furniture and all that side of things. But they might really love the systems or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. it's really interesting to see which bit of it floats everybody's boat, as it were. So I guess that leads us on to the flip side of the coin. So what is it about hosting that really grinds your gears that you really struggle with or or just dislike 
Um, well, until this morning, it was <laughs> support. Well, until this morning, it was uh, laundrettes, actually. That's been a big, uh, okay. big nightmare this year. But um, but this morning, I think it's actually the help and support from mm. booking.com, Airbnb. It is not great. You're not supported as a host, are you? Yeah. You're not supported as a host. I think that's all something we have to get our heads yeah. around, isn't it? That that really their business models are to serve the, the, the guest and not the host. And that can be frustrating sometimes. Yeah, definitely. And I've really, I think Airbnb didn't used to be too bad when I first started, but they're, you, yeah, mm. booking.com have never been great, but Airbnb have got worse and worse, I think. And this morning but, was really disappointing. Yeah. So just um, picking up on the laundrette thing, though, what um, what challenges have you had there then? That sounds interesting. Oh, well, they've only lost hundreds of pounds worth of my laundry this year. But um, yeah, so linen hire is definitely the way to way go. To go. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've a, a lot of my own properties and actually some of the managed property, they've got their own um, sets of bedding and one of the laundrettes this year has uh, I don't know what was going on I mean I think the manager was sacked in the end but literally hundreds I've lost hundreds of pounds worth of bedding and I've had a bit of a night really with it so um yeah and then cleaners you know lending my higher linen out to other cleaners and things like that and I'm just like ugh. yeah it hasn't been easy with that this year I don't know why but um yeah it just it's gets messy now. doesn't it I think we've tried pretty much every single version of doing linen that is possible mm -hmm. to try in fact yeah. we've probably got all of them in operation right now haven't we yeah. linen provided by cleaners linen from a that we use a laundrette to clean and then linen hire so we've yeah. kind of got all of them running at the same time and trouble is there's pros and cons with all of them isn't there yeah That's the problem the issue we have with the hired linen at the moment it we the, the company we use they're quite reactive if we've got issues and they will deliver them back in which is great they also don't require us to count anything. So we just bag it all up. They collect it, drop off the new stuff. So from a system's point of view, they're brilliant. And there's no minimum order. No minimum order. Which is quite yeah. unusual. Yeah. So I, I think probably we're at the lower end of hiring if you, with regards to quality of the linen, if that makes sense. Mm. But the issue we do have is that we get a lot of damaged, dirty linen coming back which is an issue for the cleaners because obviously they take the required amount of lit well you know this linen to do a, a, a changeover and they get there and if you know if it's damaged or dirty they've then got yeah. to then so they've got to then account for taking extra over with them just, just in case. case yeah because they pick up from a central point and then go to wherever they're cleaning yeah. and if they haven't taken spares then you know yeah. they could get something out and find it's got a whopping great mark on yeah. it yeah and know. you can just imagine if they're tight for time they'll think oh this doesn't matter which then of course reflects on us because we get bad reviews so yeah you know, and then on the flip side we use really beautiful linen for some of our other properties you know and and then you've got sort of slightly higher cost because you know the ones that down in the hotel in Yeovil we purchased mm. and it's so expensive to buy yeah you know and you can understand why sometimes cleaners might divvy it around a bit because if they've gone to do a clean and the owners haven't bought enough yeah you know, yeah it's just a really hard one isn't it yeah, well, I hadn't realised how much was actually going missing at the laundrette and I'd be getting the cleaners, you know, because I've put three sets in every single property yeah. right at the beginning. And um, and then suddenly we, I was getting messages saying, just not got enough linen. And I'm like, well, I don't know why. So, yeah, anyway, it turns out that 
the um I don't know I don't even I don't think they've even got to the bottom of it at the laundrette but um yeah it's the challenge as you scale isn't it so you know yeah. you're operating what more than 20 units now so uh, I think you know there's there's uh, we, we we can muddle through in it and it kind of glosses over some of the um, inefficiencies when you first start out but as you grow you know it's like pulling a thread on a jumper is it it all it all becomes yeah. unraveled quite quickly if you're not careful yeah and I mean I'm you know I've got them in three different towns now so I've got seven different you know cleaning companies and and then yeah. different and it, like you say every single one does different yeah. does it differently and um so and some fortunately the one that I've got up in mask she's brilliant she she does it you know she's only got that one to do she is a bit more expensive but I, she's super reliable I can just yeah. I never you know I couldn't have done it without her really up there so being on its own so um but no it's it's um it's all fine <laughs> well, you, you must be doing something right because uh, all, all your properties look amazing. It, it, I barely seem to go on Facebook without seeing you launching a new property and something looks stunning with sea views. And oh. whenever I hear anyone going up towards the kind of East Yorkshire coast, I'm always saying they need to to look Cara up. So I, I think um, I'm going to recommend you to my daughter who's um, lives in uh, York. And oh, they're always looking, you know, uni friends are always looking for somewhere to, yeah, to stay. So I think I'm going to recommend you and yeah. Yeah, you never know, you'll get a booking through from that one. So yeah. I love York as well. Yeah. <laughs> we always like to finish then with a quick, quick fire game of host <laughs> in the hot seat. Okay. So we give you three um, alternatives, I guess, three either ors, and you have to fairly instinctively give your answer and your choice without any description or reasoning at all this so. is my worst nightmare <laughs> me too <laughs> yeah we did on. say when we came up with the games like i hope the tables never get turned i'll be terrible <laughs> at this but anyway are you ready i think so yeah okay right the first one obviously from a service combination point of view is houses or apartments uh houses houses okay pets or no pets pets and self-check-in or meet and greet? Self-check-in. I'm, e I'm even Excellent. bad at delivering this game because I'm now desperate to ask Cara for all her reasons, <laughs> which kind of defeats the object of the game. Okay, but that's brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Cara, thank you so much for giving us some time. We will let you get back to uh, uh, yeah, fi fighting with uh, Airbnb and yeah. uh, hopefully you get all of that sorted. But thank you so much. Brilliant. Thanks ever so much for having me on. We'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Right, Bye. Remember the story of chicken licking? Oh, is that with the stone? The stone? Yeah, no. chicken licking and the stone. No, this is the acorn that fell on its head and it thought the whole sky was falling down. No, I don't remember that. Oh, I remember mind. chicken licking. <laughs> the fable of that little chicken that thinks the world is coming to an end and uh, runs about warning everyone that the sky is falling down on them because uh, an acorn has fallen on their heads. Well, it's felt a little bit like... Um, is that like us? <laughs> yeah, it's felt a little bit like uh, that the sky has quite literally been falling down in some of our properties. And um, I think at times you've been running around feeling like this, the, you know, the, the whole sky is, is falling down on us. The aliens had invaded and... I don't know. We'll get into your your crazy dreams uh, on another episode. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I mean, quite literally, right? I mean, this has been an expensive week. So 
What happened first? Well, we had a leak reported in a bedroom at Little Hayes. Little Hayes is a big property, beautiful, big, old property. We had a leak coming from the ceiling. Um, We'd actually had a leak in the same place uh, just after we'd finished all of the original works. Mm -hmm. And we identified it originated from a section of flat roof on the top floor um, where the flashing had potentially gone. Yeah, because it's a a Victorian villa with two pitched roofs that meet in the middle. meet in a little gully almost. Um, and so we repaired the flat. Well, we didn't do it, but our, our builder repair, repaired the flashing and uh, we hadn't had any issues since. And, mm-hmm. and that was that. Until suddenly we alerted to the fact that there's all this damp staining again, quite significant this time in the same area. And thought, OK, well, uh, what a pain. We know exactly what this is, but let's... Um, uh, it, it's it's more significant this time so let's get a roofer out so um the amazing ronnie organized a roofer at very short notice to go out and have a look and um as so often happens with these things as they start to peel back the layers quite literally it turns out that um not only are the the, the battens on the roof rotten the felt is rotten some of the roof doesn't even have felt anymore <laughs> and they're going back and they're going back and they're lifting more tiles and more tiles. they're now up to the chimney no. the the the, the sort of what is it like the concrete seals around the yeah. so there they've all shot to pieces and what started off as already an eye-watering four thousand pound job in order to solve the original leak turned into a quote for twelve and a half grand in order to pretty much remove all of the roof tiles on i would say half of the roof of the building um replace all of the rotten battens put new felt down basically future proof it against anything like this happening again we've had a lot of rain and with i think you know the whole climate change thing we're gonna get it's gonna be warmer it's gonna be wetter I know why we're doing it. It's just, uh, it's a kick in the nuts, isn't it? It just feels particularly at this time of the year. I mean, this is when it's going to happen, right? But at this time of the year, when bookings are a little bit slower naturally, and you feel like it just wipes out, you know, profit. the profit that you've been making, and it's just uh, almost feels like back to square one. So it's really frustrating. Um, but and I, just, I never understand why roofs so expensive. Like if you're putting stud wall up in a in a property and stuff like that it wouldn't cost anywhere near that much would it but um perhaps it's the scaffolding and i don't know i don't know uh, there were 10 roofers swarming, yeah, up, swarming over it apparently so there's a, a there's a fair old labor cost to get this done and, and obviously we have the challenge that all short-term rental hosts have is that we had guests at the property this is a luxury property they can be sometimes paying upwards of a thousand pound a night um and it's not really fair or right that we should have scaffolding on the property with uh, roofers swarming roofers all over it it's yeah. hard a luxury retreat so they had to go and fix the initial leak and then put everything back again make it watertight in order to come back again in four days time yeah, when the guest has, has, has left we have no choice with that unfortunately um that may well have added slightly to the cost um but yeah so that that we've been dealing with that this week um and it's an old property it's we didn't do any work to the roof as part of the original mm-hmm. conversion um the, the, the roof sort of it's difficult isn't it with with roofs particularly those with those those nice robust kind of terracotta tiles you, they can they can look in perfect repair on the outside but, but think, until yeah. you start stripping it away and you see that if there's been water ingress over probably decades um it's 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 eaten away at the timbers and um, we have no real choice to be honest but to um, replace that entire section so we had that curveball to deal with this week and did you say we had another curveball? And then Eaton House 
eating the house oh, with lovely house. with all of its um, plumbing issues. <sighs> um, so we had a, a leak reported um, by Lucy, our um, uh, the the hair the lady who runs the hair salon, yeah. um, in the lobby area. And it's funny, isn't it? We we when we first took on the property, we did get a nudge from the lady that used to manage the hotel says just be aware the shower tray to room nine leaks mm. and we saw we've seen no evidence of that room nine is actually being quite intensively used no issues at all so uh, i think that was parked at the back of our minds anyway fast forward to a couple of days ago there's water dripping through the ceiling in the lobby area so but luckily that you know that uh, immediately jumps to the front of my mic okay I know what that is. That's room nine. There's room nine. It's the shower tray. Ian, can you go across? We're going to need to cut a hatch. We were hoping not to have to do this yet, but we're going to have to cut a hatch into the ceiling in the lobby to be able to access the uh, shower tray from underneath. Because the challenge when you've got full wet room bathrooms that are fully tiled floor and ceiling is if you have to investigate any kind of plumbing issues at all, you're lifting tiles, Mm -hmm. you're doing all of that. It's very, very disruptive and very expensive. Um, luckily, in this instance, we're able to go through from underneath and having a, an access hatch would be beneficial for the yeah. future. So we can see. Anyway, so we get a call from Ian, who's dutifully rushed over there and has opened up the ceiling and the, can of worms. <laughs> the entire um, cavity, if you like, in, in that section is rotten, is uh completely covered in mold um basically this there, there clearly has been a historic leak but but worse than that there is a, a, a roof strut that spans the in pretty much the entire lobby that is floating yep that is not attached to the structure of the building in just, in any way i don't i can't quite uh, get my head around that but i did get sent photos where there is a good four or five inch gap between this huge wooden strut and the, the the sides of the building which it should be secured to so essentially this leak no matter how small has been adding more weight and more weight and more weight mm-hmm. and in a sense i'm pleased that we've caught this while we have because that that ceiling could have come down yeah. at any moment that roof strut is not attached and it would have god no let's not even think about it what that would have done if it had pulled down the entire structure it doesn't surprise me given the quality of workmanship on that building um, from whoever was responsible for putting it together in the first place but um yeah we we suddenly were faced with now having to cut out the entire ceiling in the lobby area um to put acro props up to hold the beam to reattach or attach it in the first place and this is before we've even actually identified what's causing the yeah. leak in the first place. But the wonderful Ian. Yeah, he said, so, so Ian's um, getting really fit uh, working at uh, Ian House, I think, because <laughs> yeah. uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a one-man band a lot of the time, and um, he was busy uh, putting the shower on uh, in various places and then legging it back downstairs again to, to see, see if it was leaking, leaking and then running back up to try something else and eventually worked out that, fingers crossed touch wood there's a fairly simple fix that the grout in the corner where the two walls meet of the shower is shot and when he aimed the shower jet uh, at the corner of the shower he ran downstairs to find a waterfall coming down I, from I the just, ceiling i can't believe that just one shower and can can cause so many it's just problems. water is so destructive yeah. destructive isn't it um so yeah a complete sort of uh yeah all these things compounded really um i was suddenly had you know 
visions in my head of the lobby being a building site for like a week. But Ian assured us that he can get in there, prop it up, sort it out, patch it up again within a day, um, which he has done, which is amazing. And we've silicon sealed uh, at the moment, uh, some super heavy duty silicon sealant. And we're probably now going to have to go around, assuming that the grout was all done at a similar time and may well be expiring in other places. We're going to have to go around and look at the same thing and check them all and make sure that we don't get any repeat issues of that. And, you know, at least that one was pretty visible because it's basically raining on people in the lobby. Um, (laughs) But if that leak was coming through somewhere where it's less easy to notice you don't know what's going to happen so oh it genuinely feels like the the roof has been falling on our heads this week doesn't it, does it? i mean we haven't even had the bill for that one yet but you know we're, we're probably talking about 20 grand that we will have spent this week on repairs and roof repairs and again it's a little bit like we joked about with the um the torrents of shit episode um <laughs> I guess it is stressful. It is a kick in the nuts um, financially and what have you, but it sort of becomes par for the course, doesn't it? In yeah. in a sense, it you just, just get you, it. you get on with it. You get used to it, um, and and you're used to after dealing with these things. Um, and and I I am pleased that we've identified the source of that leak, and hopefully in both these cases we have future proof these properties against uh, further issues but i'm sure something else will spring up and you just have to take it in your stride and it's funny because the the moral of the story of chicken licking is to have courage even when the sky feels like it's falling on your head i think i think you were ready to pack it in completely yesterday weren't you at one point well we haven't even told everyone how the day ended oh well yeah. Dinner had gone on, hadn't it? Ready yeah. to, to get ready for our guests arriving so we can have a nice relaxing evening. And we found out that uh, our cleaning team in the Midlands had missed a clean. Yeah, two cleans. A chap came knocking, um, had been stood outside for half an hour, not not able to get in. That was actually his fault. Um, no, but no, your fault. Well, he couldn't find the lockbox, so he didn't actually know the key wasn't in it. No, so he did. He said there was oh, no did he? key in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Okay, okay. That was also my fault. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, catalogue of errors on this one. Um, wasn't able to get into the property. Um, couldn't reach anybody. Luckily, you happened to go outside. I think you were taking the bins out. Yeah, you? We live next door to this property, in case you hadn't guessed. Um, so, we discovered him outside, and um, the, the cleaning team hadn't cleaned the apartment. Yeah. Uh, this is late on a Saturday evening. We're ready to uh, welcome our friends and guests within about an hour and suddenly we've got to clean this apartment um, on behalf of our cleaning team Um, I mean that's only happened two or three times ever so it's not like it's a regular occurrence but sometimes unfortunately you have to quite literally get your hands dirty and jump in and solve the problem Um, but that's not what we needed at the end of the day so this brings us full circle though doesn't it around the quality of our guests because this chap absolute legend um, lovely chap works on the railways has stayed with us Um, we only discovered this through talking to him to be fair because I think the company books it but stayed with us on multiple occasions in different apartments both here and at Castle Donington and um, he was lovely he went off to fetch himself some bits from the co-op he even um, he even dealt with it in in great humor when I tried to throw his beer out (laughs) on his pizza pizza, his pizza (laughs) out because I thought it was left by the previous guest not realizing he'd already put his his groceries in the uh, in the fridge so I start unloading his groceries and throwing them out the front door um, and he, he never pointed it out I think he must have quietly gone back and got his pizza and put it back in the fridge again yeah. um, but anyway 
there we were cleaning showers and toilets and making yeah. beds and everything else. Um, I think we make a pretty good cleaning team though. We turned that round pretty quick. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. But I he was great. Know. And, you know, it's just, it's the business, isn't it? At the end yeah. of the day, that isn't something we have to do uh, very regularly at all, but we shouldn't ever have to do it. So again, we are taking this up with our cleaning team and we're looking at how this uh, possibly could have happened. Um, and uh, yeah, what changes we need to make on that front. But that is serviced accommodation at the end of the day. Well, that's a wrap for episode 28. It was an action-packed episode, wasn't it? Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe and tell your friends. I always assumed it would be just other short-stay rental hosts that would listen to this podcast, but we regularly get messages from people who've got nothing to do with the industry, don't we, that seem to enjoy checking in with what we're up to. Yeah, and also I think perhaps some people that might um, be interested in doing it they listen to it as well i hope we don't and then run a mile um so please do tell your friends give us a shout out on your socials if you're enjoying the podcast that would be amazing um and don't forget that you can get in touch with us over on instagram at secret service podcast it's always great to hear from you cliffhangers oh so the cliffhangers are are we going to be supported by booking.com what do you think uh i'm hopeful i'm hopeful i think this one i think we have the strongest case we've ever, I mean, it's pretty clear cut, this one. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this as a, uh, a note to any hosts who are in a similar position. If you're providing evidence in the form of messages, you do need to make sure they're date stamped. Yeah. Um, so that is one thing you have to remember. And WhatsApp's a bit of a pain for that because it doesn't start date stamping them because it says today. And then the next day it says yesterday. And it's only on the third day that it starts putting the date, date above it. So you have so, to put your date... Yeah, yeah there's, you have to you have to be able to date stamp the messages. Anyway, that's a that's a, a side thing. Okay, so will we get support from Booking.com? We'll definitely report back on yeah. that one. What else? And will all our roofs survived? <laughs> I, I think you forgot to mention we've actually had scaffolding around our house as well. Yeah, we have. Oh, we've got the third roof. There was three roofs this week, yeah. including our own house. I totally yeah. forgot about that. A leak in it. I mean, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, so will we make it through a week without another ceiling collapse? That's definitely a cliffhanger. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody, for listening. You're the best, and we will see you next week. Yeah, thank you very much. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye. Bye. I joked, it is so true, that I've just become so chilled about this stuff now. It's yeah. like, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, of course it's happening. Why Why would we not have crap coming out? Well, I had that conversation this morning <laughs> with someone, and they're like, oh, my God, that's awful, and, you know, do you need me to do that? I'm like... <laughs> It's just destiny. It's just...